and welcome back to another episode of Foul Players Radio. My name is Michael Spedden. This week's guest is Antonia Monocrusos. She's a wonderful actress and dancer. You've seen her perform with her troops and in theater productions all around Baltimore. Uh, she's been in shows like Jesus Christ Superstar, The King and I, The Phantom of the Opera, and she's also a very well-known belly dancer. We reminisced about her career in dance. She was talking about um, all kinds of past performances, uh, some shows we've done together, and some upcoming appearances, um, especially her appearance at this year's Hunfest in Hamden. So uh, give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy this episode. Also, in other news, the Foul Players of Perryville will be returning to the Black-Eyed Susan, June 28th. Tickets are available at blackeyedsusanhdg.com. The Foul Players of Perryville will also be returning to the Western Maryland Scenic Railroad on June 15th and June 22nd. The shows will be Tennis Anyone. For tickets, go to www.wmsr.com or 1-800-TRAIN-50. The Chorus of the Chesapeake will be returning to the Dundalk Heritage Fair on June 28th. They'll be singing at the opening ceremonies. Um, at 6 p.m. that day. Uh, make sure you come and check them out. And if you're interested in singing with the chorus, they meet every Tuesday night at the North Point Government Center at the corner of Wise Avenue and Merritt Boulevard. So come on out if you'd like to sing. You'll have a great time. Kim's Crypt is getting ready for yet another haunted campout, June 22nd. I think tickets are going fast, folks. So if you're going to do this, you better act pretty quickly. Uh, Kim'sCrypt.com. And now, our episode with Antonia. So I'm down at Costas Inn this evening, uh, down here to interview Jazz Fluenza, and I have a special treat for you. A good friend of mine showed up tonight. Antonia Monacrucis is here, and uh, performed with her for a number of years at Baltimore Actors Theater. She's a great dancer. Uh, she's been doing like, belly, belly dancing, ballet, a number of things over the years. Hello, great to see you, my dear. How you been? I'm great. Good uh, to see you, Mike. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um... You've got some things going on right now. I know you're going to be performing at Hunfest in a few weeks, correct? Or actually next week. Right. I'm going to be dancing um, along with some other dancers Uh on Saturday, June 8th at 530 Main Stage. Main Stage at Hunfest here. And um, what's the name of, does your group have a name or anything? Well, it's it's a variety of dancers. It's not just my dancers. So there's a variety. Oh, I might as well tell you their names. Meridian Dance Troupe is a guest mm-hmm. troupe I'm having. And right. then I have my tiny uh, four-dancer troupe called Lyra. Okay. And I'll be doing a solo. And then I have a special guest. Um, I don't know her stage name, but her name's April. Okay. And she'll be dancing with a sword. Oh, okay. Wow. Dancing mm-hmm. with a sword. Yeah. I think I'll step in the back for that one. I think, yeah, I think she knows what she's doing, definitely, you know. Well, that's great. That sounds great, and it's going to be belly dancing and um, what other any anything besides that? Um, it's belly dancing, strictly belly dancing. Okay. However, some of our pieces are a little quirky because that's what they like at um, Hunfest. Oh, right, right. So it might not be with Middle Eastern music all the time. It'll be with something totally different. Okay, okay. So, tell me about your background in this. You've been doing this for a good while now. 45 years. 45 years you've been a belly dancer. That's great. That's great. So how did that, what, what, what occurred to you to make you want to become well, a belly dancer? I'll tell you, it was, it was accidental, actually. Uh-huh. Um, I always wanted to be dancing on the Broadway stage ever since I was little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean little. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch all the old black and white musicals. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. 
you know, way before my time, but that's what I loved watching, like 30s and 40s musicals, right. Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, uh, <clears throat> Sid Charisse. Mm-hmm. So that's that was my dream, even though I knew it would never happen because I was Greek from a strict Greek background mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, daughters just don't do that. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I didn't take dance lessons until I was 18 because my parents right? just, I think they were just, they were overprotective and they, because I was always the, more the sickly one in the family. Oh, okay. So they thought the dancing would make me sick. Oh, okay. <laughs> dancing makes you sick. Which is the opposite, makes you stronger. Right, right, it does. But, I mean, they were from the old country, mm-hmm. so that's what they're, they they believed in. Were you the baby? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's another thing, <laughs> See, too. I'm sure you your daddy's little girl. Right yeah. <laughs> you knew that. Yep, daddy's little girl, so yeah. So what happened was I, I just dove into all forms of dance. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I wanted to be a ballet dancer, but, that, you know, being 18, just starting off in ballet is a little too late. Yeah, yeah. You know, usually a soloist around that time. Sure, sure. So, um, you know, that fizzled, but I still, I, the dream kind of fizzled, but I was still into learning all forms of dance. Mm-hmm. And when I was older, I guess 20. Mm-hmm. Someone, well, I did take a belly dance lesson from this belly dancer in Fells Point, uh-huh. the old Acropolis. Oh, okay. And I loved it, but it didn't occur to me at all. It's like, get your throat <laughs> cut, you know, if you want uh-huh. to become a belly dancer. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy just said, why don't you belly dance? I said, mm-hmm. are you kidding? My parents would kill me. Right, right, right. And, um... It was well. Um, I was. I think I was. Now I was. I was younger than. I was younger than twenty. I was not nineteen. My father passed away. Okay. Right. Right. And I mean, he. Um, he was strict, but he was also. You can maneuver him. Sure. You know, right, right. especially the little you the baby in the family. Yeah. <laughs> but when he passed away. Um, mm-hmm. I hate to say this, but it was just easier to do things because he wasn't, like, he was always watching what we were doing. Right, right. Not that right. dancing was bad, but um, after he passed, then um, I felt a little bit freer that I could just do things that I wanted to do. Yeah, um, yeah. Even though my mother, she was strict too, but, um, you know, without without her husband around, it was it was a little different. Right. So when someone um, mentioned becoming a belly dancer, and you know, I thought that was insane, but um, I didn't take it seriously at first. But then I had some friends, um, girlfriends, of course, that um, wanted to take lessons. So right, right. We would go to um, close to the DC area to mm-hmm. take the, uh, belly dance classes. And everyone dropped out except for me. Uh huh. So then I wasn't driving, so I would take the trailway bus <laughs> to take my lesson, and then take a cab to her house. Okay. So I was pretty dedicated. Oh yeah, that that sounds like it. That sounds like it. That yeah. sounds like a lot. So to that, go that's how that happened. And mm-hmm. then um, I just when I was taking all those lessons, that's what I thought I wanted to do, especially when the, the guy put the bug in my ear, and I said, well, maybe I can do this, and 
it was the easiest way to get into dance. Oh, yeah, I'm sure At that it was. age, you know, I was like 23 when I first um, moved away from home, which was also like... It wasn't taken very well with the family. Right, right. But right. I moved to D.C., and that's what I did. I, um, I was taking classes on a regular basis, and after about a year, I, um, I went off on my own and became, that's what I did. I started belly dancing, and okay. that's how it started. Mm-hmm. And you've been able to apply this to lots of different, you know, your dance skills, and it sounds like you, you, know, you do have a variety of uh, different things you've done, to, you know, all kinds of different parts that you've done in theater. Yeah. Well, I love I love jazz dancing too. Oh, and okay. Sometimes okay. I incorporate those moves into mm-hmm. belly dancing with. Sure. I mean, they look a little jazzy, but they're not really jazzy mm-hmm. because I mean, I can't call them Egyptian moves because they're not. Right. Right. That's right. just my style. So, mm-hmm. and it's good. I mean, everyone should have their own style. Right. Right. Now, is that where um, you said Egyptian? Is that where belly dancing originated in Egypt, or was it um, just Middle East or Mediterranean region? That's still a subject that you know people. Debate. Yeah, debatable uh-huh. because they don't really know for sure. Some people say. Um, India and then the um, Romani, you know, like the gypsies would take it to other countries and it just evolved. Right, right, But that's just one theory because I've Mm -hmm. read some books on it and then some some others say it was Egypt and then I heard from somewhere else that it was Greece. Oh, okay. And I can't remember the exact, um, I wish I'd give you more accurate information, but it was, of course, it was... um, I guess it was in ancient times that mm-hmm. something sort of developed that was similar. So we really don't know the answer to that. Sure, sure, sure. And um, so now I, I can imagine, you know, back in these days, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, what were the venues that you were doing the belly dancing in? Um, well, um, see, I started off in D.C., and I, my first venue was uh, Turkish and, believe it or not, it was Turkish and Arabic. Uh-huh. Restaurant. Okay. They had like a, a show with dinner yeah. and everything. Okay. Yeah. And then um, there were a lot of clubs back in those days. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the 70s. Right, right, there right. There were Egyptian clubs. There were Greek clubs. Mm-hmm. There were Turkish clubs. It, it was, there were a lot. There was a lot going on. So there was a lot of um, different places you could work. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can imagine, too, uh, back in those days, you know, your parents having the objection to the belly dancing. Um I mean, one thing that just kind of came to mind was, I get around that time frame. You know, Sonny and Cher was on TV, right. and you know they could never show Cher's belly button. <laughs> they could never show that. That was considered something that was censorable right. by the right. network. And I can imagine. I guess there must have been a generation of people back then that really thought that yep. was uh, risque or uh, yeah. inappropriate or. Uh, yeah. Or too much, you but know. I'll tell you, my mother did come around. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure once she they did saw come you. Around and um, then I was moved, um, worked back. Well, actually, at that some time in that interval, I did get married, and mm-hmm. he, he was Greek, so oh, that okay. was always a plus for my parents, right. you know, my mother, mm-hmm. and my family. But he was a musician, was uh-huh. which was also a little frowned upon. But he was Greek, so it was okay. Mm-hmm. Greek Greek music. <laughs> Right. Traditional Greek music, right. sure. So um, we worked in Baltimore um, for a time at the old Acropolis in Fells Point. Yeah, I know where that. I knew where it was. Yeah. Right. So we worked there for a while, mm-hmm. and um, 
It was really back and forth, Virginia, um, Maryland, D.C., Virginia. And then we did travel outside, but we usually stayed on the East Coast. Okay, yeah, wherever the work was, wherever there's an audience for it and everything. And it wasn't, there wasn't always work there after a while, you know, Mm -hmm. and... Trends change. It's very similar to being in a band. You know, you know the right. style that you play could be very popular for a while, and you got to go where they need you. You know, yeah. I, mean, I can remember going on the road. You know, as a musician years ago, right. just finding the right venue for us, you know, where people would come out and see us instead of you know playing for the bartender all night. <laughs> <laughs> and in the eighties, that's when um, mid eighties started to die down a little bit. Sure, right, right, right. So we were back in Virginia at that time and um, some of the clubs were just closing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So then was it was it around that time you started doing uh, theater or was that something you've been kinda of doing No, along? not yet. Um, that's when I decided um, good time to get pregnant and have a baby oh okay okay so um yeah so that's what happened back in the mid 80s and i didn't get into the theater till 2008 actually oh is that right so you were right before me yeah i did a lot when i was younger Uh um i was braver then you know of course you have to be i guess you have to be brave to be belly dancer too but But when you're when you're young Mm -hmm elementary school I mean I just had more courage and I was doing like a lot of acting yeah yeah it was in the classrooms and mm-hmm. you know we had our little things in classrooms it wasn't there wasn't a stage sure sure but then I got um, when I grew up I kind of got shy shied away from it even though it was always in my heart mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. That's all. I mean, that I always wanted to be an entertainer. Period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that bug bit me a long time ago too. You know, I wanted to be either an entertainer or an athlete, and um, started in entertainment. Then I went over to you know sports and things like that through high school, and then that didn't pan out so well. So I got you know I have always had an itch to play guitar, and play bass, and everything. And, right. Um, you know, that's kind of where I've ended up and evolved into doing this. You know, so. Uh, I can remember meeting you for the first time during Jesus Christ Superstar the first time. Actually, you know what? I met you during The King and I. Oh, that's I wasn't it. in The King and I, but I saw you in it with Teresa, my wife. Right. And um, that's when we first crossed paths. And then um, Superstar and then Phantom, because you had a big right, part in Phantom right. and everything, too. What's, do you have a particular show that you really enjoyed the most or one that's your well, favorite part? Phantom of the Opera, I've always loved ever since I saw it in, you know, in the movies. Right, right. I mean, on TV, black and white, what was it, 1930s? Or, it was very, very old. Was that the Lon Chaney? Was it Lon Chaney that was? I yeah, Lon Chaney, I think, was in it. But there were different maybe. versions. Yeah, I'm there not was, sure which yeah. one I remember. But, right. Um, was it silent? No. No, no. Okay. The one I saw wasn't silent. But okay. I... I um, I love that story, yeah. but I have to mm-hmm. say my favorite when I worked for Baltimore Actors Theater was The King and I. The King and I, because yeah. Because I just love the dances mm-hmm. and that they they allowed me to do, that Miss Helen, you know, um, gave me those special spots. Mm-hmm. Plus, we got to wear um, all kinds of this great makeup with glitter. And, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was really, you know, mm-hmm. glitzy. So I must say that that's probably my favorite right, one that right. we've done. That one. I think, I, having seen you in that one, I think you did an excellent job in that. Thank you. And, um, I, I think you know, the one thing that they did is, um, you know, having somebody with your expertise and they just kind of let you go. Right. And you didn't, and again, you, you put out something that was really great. You know, my, uh, 
My other one that we joke about, you know, quite a bit is uh, from Jesus Christ Superstar. I gave you the nickname Ting Ting the Tambourina because you stole, you basically stole the market scene. You did. You well, came out at the beginning, and um, well, that's good to know. You did. I mean, and I tell you what, and a lot of people, you know, you know how at the end we would go out and greet everybody after the show. Right. A lot of people were throwing compliments your way too. They're like, "Where did they find her? That was amazing." Oh, you know? that's great. And it really, I think it really added something to it. It you know? did. Um, it really did. I mean, you have to imagine that scene and having mm-hmm. having a belly dancer in that scene was mm-hmm. was just perfect. It was. It was. They came out and um, that you, you really killed that. You know, I was really, Thank I you. really loved that. It was one, another one, and then that's um, one of my favorites too. But that was a really quick change i remember Mm -hmm. they used to help me um back in the wings to just get ready for oh yeah because i had to change from one costume to another real quick oh yeah five minutes or not even probably i'll tell you and and you know for somebody my size doing a change in one of those hallways (laughs) was awful you know And, and it probably wasn't easy for somebody your size either you know Another it was th- easy. It was yeah. just stressful because right. I was always afraid I wouldn't be on cue, you know, but yeah. I always was. <laughs> I never lost my cue. Right. Well, the other the other one that I really liked that you did was the uh, Red Death Dance in right. uh, Phantom of the Opera. You were... Um, you did that with Jim Fitzpatrick, um, it, it, who and played Lance. the Phantom. Well, yeah, Lance did it the second time around. The first time we did it with Jim. No, the um, first time was Lance. Maybe Second the first time, time you did it. Jim. Maybe you probably didn't know me then. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, the first time I remember that was, um, well, there was, I had to help Jim change <laughs> in that little corner. We had to put on the Red Death outfit. And yeah. um, With the it was mask pitch black. Yeah. It was pitch black back there. And um, we got him dressed and he came out. But the problem was the mask wasn't down far enough. So the mouth, his, he was looking <laughs> through the, looking out through the mouth instead of through the eyes. And when he started singing, like the head was going back and forth like this, and um, that was something. That, and actually, I think that had happened to Lance at another time too, uh, because we were talking that about that. Because I was backstage. Because you were backstage, yeah. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, we always had our uh, everybody who has played that part has had their red death experience with their uh, <laughs> eyes going through the mouth part of that. <laughs> that was a great. classic there. Well, I remember when Lance was. Um, at the end of the dance, he was dragging me off, and he was going off backwards. Uh-huh. So he couldn't see where he was going. Oh, no. And I had my arms around his neck, and my legs were dragging. He was uh-huh. dragging me. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, he bumped into part of the set, and it fell. And it's <laughs> supposed to be a really serious moment. Yes, yes, And everyone yes. started laughing. <laughs> oh, man. So that was... <laughs> That was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've had our moments on stage and everything here. And that's one thing I like to ask my guests, too. Um, can you remember, and this is uh, one question we ask is about disasters. Either It can either be a disaster or it can be a high point, something right. awful or something great. And what we ask is, have you ever had an audition, a moment on stage that was either your low point or a high point. Have you ever gone out to audition for something and it was a complete disaster? Or have you been on stage and had a complete disaster happen? 
or have you ever uh, so think about what do, what do you what do you think? Well, the thing you? that comes to mind um, wasn't really a disaster, but I was doing one of my dances for um, the King and I, and it was uh-huh. all on the floor. Right, right, right. And you know there were splits and all kinds of things like that. And when I did a split, mm-hmm. um, I think I went. I just pulled it too far, and I, I pulled a muscle right in the middle of, of it. Oh, Jesus! So the rest yeah. of the performance was very painful. And I remember getting off oh the stage, God. and I was limping. But I managed <laughs> to, you know, I pulled it off on stage. But when I got off stage, I thought I was going to fall apart. Jesus! Mm. I, I pulled yeah. that muscle, and it took, a, it took a long time to heal that because I had pulled it so badly. You did a number on it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Teresa told me and they were doing, did you ever do Oklahoma there? Yeah. Yeah. She was doing Oklahoma and she pulled her, uh, she tore her ACL in the middle of a routine and it I popped real I, loud. I remember that. Yeah, actually. yeah. That's something, that's that's a story she tells people a lot is the fact that she popped her ACL during Oklahoma and um, I could just imagine that. You know, my, my knees are terrible anyway, and I just imagine that kind of I pain. I think I remember that, and I, that reminds me of another. It was still, it wasn't a tragedy, but we had those long dresses on. Yes, yes. And we were on the steps um, on the corner of uh, the stage. Not uh-huh. the stage, it was like. What do they call it? Box five or one of those yeah. corners? <laughs> I think every every uh, part of that stage of right. Baltimore Actors Theater is referred to what it was in Phantom. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Box five. So I was, I was like, com- coming down. The, it was only two steps. Mm-hmm. I came down the two steps, and the person behind me stepped on my dress. Oh, no. So it didn't rip, but it pulled me back, and I fell on my butt. <laughs> She's a whiz. Yeah, but it happened. Real, it was still on the step. It wasn't mm-hmm. on the floor. But um, I was mortified at right, that. Right, Because I had still was knew it mm-hmm. at um, Oregon Virginia Theater. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. And I was like, oh, everyone saw me fall, but I don't <laughs> even know if they noticed it. But I was like, oh my god. My first role there was the Roman who whipped Jesus the first time we did Superstar, mm-hmm. and. Um, Jim was Jesus, Jim Fitzpatrick, and, right. and he, he was a great Jesus. Yes, you know? he was. I just, you know, he, he's got the voice and he's got the heart for that. Role, he does. You know, um, and so I was doing you know, the, the, the whipping scene, the 39 lashes. I remember. And for that. some reason, the whole thing that he was on just fell over and landed on the floor, and he landed on the floor. And it was really? only on lash 18, so I had to keep whipping him <laughs> until he... Uh, you know, until the 39, when I was like, oh, my God, is he hurt? He's not moving. Is he playing or is he? Right. And I was like, I better keep going because <laughs> I don't want to cross Miss Helen. I was new. Right. And um, and I tell you what, you know, she was hard on the experienced people there. When you were a rookie there, there was no room for, <laughs> there yeah. was no room for margin of error at all. You know. And, I used um, to say no one came out unscathed. You're right. With you're Ms. right. Helen. Yeah. I love her to death, and she gave me a yeah. beautiful, great opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah. But she was she she can she could be harsh. She could be rough, you know. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that it's it is hard. Um, you know, I went in there. I'm just like I'm going to do what these people tell me to do because I'm a musician and I have no idea. I yeah. can sing a bit, and I figured, you know, Steve Holloway asked me to come out for it. We were working together at right. the time, and. Um, so I got in there, and um, I figured, I'm just going to listen. And, you know, she gave me an opportunity, and there were times when she was brutal. But the thing is, is that 
if you're going to go perform in New York or anywhere professional, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to blow sunshine up your rear she end or anything like that. She prepared you for that. She prepared you yeah, for reality. she really did. Yeah, you know, whatever really you think did. of uh, being criticized or whatever. And, um, and and the thing is, the people that couldn't take it there were the ones that were uh, that thought a little too highly of themselves anyway, right. really, you know. Yeah, some never came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But um, now you have a daughter. Now, does your daughter do this as well? Uh, well, she's a mom now, but she graduated from Peabody. Okay. So she used yeah. to do opera. Okay. And she's got a beautiful voice. Uh, she plays the piano and she teaches. Right now she's teaching um, piano and voice. Okay, so she's, she's a voice She did a lot of teacher. theater. Oh, okay, yeah, she yeah. Did a lot. She did, um, I, um, I wouldn't say more than me, but... But I, I think it was on the higher caliber. Mm-hmm. She was on the stage of Peabody. She even oh, did yeah. something at the Lyric with Peabody. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so, yeah, that was great. That That's was excellent. Great. That's excellent. So, well, Antonia, it's been great to sit down with you. I appreciate you taking this time well, with the old I'm friend. I'm glad you interviewed me. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice to run into you down here. You enjoy the uh, jazz nights as well, as yeah, I see. Yeah, I do. You know? I'm usually here on Wednesday nights. Usually here on Wednesday. So if you want an autograph from Baltimore's best belly dancer ever... <laughs> Come down and see the the little dark-haired lady sitting at the bar. She'll be glad to oblige. Thank so, you, Mike. Thank you so much, Antonio. Thank you. Always a pleasure, my dear. I'll see you soon. All righty. And thank you all for listening.